are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. It's kind of crazy right now because I'm here at SEC Media Days in Radio Row, and uh, it's so good to be back. I know that some people probably don't appreciate or enjoy the SEC Media Days perspective as probably as much as I do. Uh, but it's so much fun just to be able to network and to, to be able to talk with other people that are in the same business as you. And I think it's also fun, too, because it gets the sense that, hey, college football season is just around the corner. And you know it's always a good time. So we're going to have some really good interviews to play back for you. Uh, some guys that uh, we were able to catch up with that not only are uh, locally known or state-owned by, depending on who the school is, but also people who are nationally known, which is why we have a great interview lined up for you today. It's one of my favorite people, one of my favorite broadcasters. It is Joe Tessator of ESPN, who's joining us right now. And he was a great interview, and he was able to do a lot of great things, not only with college football, but a lot of other broadcasts as well. And we're going to go ahead and play that interview review back for you so without further ado let's welcome in joe tessator joe appreciate you joining us this afternoon man how's the summer been listen i have not been back to uh hog country in some time but i look forward to where the program is going and the, the clear trajectory so that uh at some point i can get back there to hopefully have a primetime game or yeah some of the great games we had in the past yeah it's well, nice to visit with you yeah absolutely so let's just start you know i apologize there. i told you to turn down my volume and now i want you to turn it up so <laughs> okay. I, sh- I shouldn't be so particular is, it, is this better right yeah, there sure yes okay great. Thank uh, you yeah so we got to have you hear it man yeah we gotta, exactly got to have you do exactly. that so well just speaking of arkansas man like you know obviously you like the trajectory that they're going yeah. and, and i think razorback fans were happy with what sam Pittman did in year two as well, far won as games yeah you won I, football games that was happening so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing what happens when you win football games so uh what is it about arkansas and sam Pittman though that makes you feel like hey this, well, this could really work smart coaching and a good coaching staff and that becomes the baseline you know it's interesting because obviously you know jimmy's and joe's and recruiting matters so much but when you're really trying to get something headed in the right direction Jimmy's and Joe's and and four stars and five stars and the blue chip ratio is really nice when you're talking about contending for the college football playoff and winning national titles and saying, hey, here's Alabama at 85% of the roster is four and five stars. That's all great. We understand what Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State is. At the base level, you have to have really good coaching. You have to build a program, a culture, an identity. You have to have scheme. You have to have an understanding of how to develop players. And Fortunately, you have a staff that's capable of doing that right now. Yeah, that's the thing that Sam Pittman has oh, done. I you. feel like uh, he's, he's done such a good job with this because people were like, wait, he's never been a head coach before at this level. I mean, this may be a whole new thing, but what he was able to do is surround himself with not only quality coaches, but guys who have been head coaches before sure. like Barry yeah, Odom. Yeah. yeah, and right. I think that not only having all that experience in the SEC, it's just really helped him and kind of develop him where in that first year any sort of – issues or nervousness he had about being a first-year coach in this league was really helped by having a solid staff that he surrounded himself with. That's very true. In this league, um, your staff matters so greatly. It matters so greatly. First of all, you have to be working your butt off to get ready every week for game planning alone. So you have to have a staff that can dig in on the film and can prepare you week to week. You have to have a staff that can develop players and make sure that the 15 bowl practices, the 15 spring practices, the fall camp, 
guys are getting better. Guys are advancing themselves day by day by day. Then that same staff has to be balanced with guys who can kick butt on the recruiting trail. So much is asked, much more than in any other conference of this half, because the recruiting wars are fiercer than anywhere else. The week, you don't get weeks off, especially when you play in the SEC West. So week after week after week, it's a heavyweight title fight every single week. Um, so how you fill out that staff, you do well with the coordinators, which they've done. Um, you know, dynamic young offensive coordinator, head coach experience, defensive coordinator, and then the rest of the staff. Th those are critical decisions. And really, when we look around, if you look at the SEC and you look at the history of the SEC, start looking through as to who assistant coaches were and who coordinators were. That's all you have to do when you want to find success. Yeah, and I think that uh, people are hopeful for Sam Pittman because uh, they know that they did some good things last year and, and heading into the season have a little bit of momentum. But like you said, playing in the West, they got Georgia on. on the road this weekend <clears throat> yeah. uh, or this year, and Texas is their non-conference game. Yeah. I mean, Week two. Yeah, it, it just doesn't Week get two. any easier That's going to be very that. interesting, though, with Texas coming off of the game against Louisiana. We were breaking headsets left and right over here. <laughs> um, with, with Texas, first of all, it's, it's a great non-conference game. Uh, I mean, obviously going back to what that rivalry once was. Um, but it's just one of those really attractive non-conference games because we think we know some things about Texas, but we really don't. And then we're going to find some things out about Texas because of who they're playing the week before yeah. when they play Louisiana. Um, that could be an excellent, excellent spot for Arkansas to feel like they're heading in the right direction. Well, you talked about marquee games. I feel like most people can't wait for that Arkansas-Texas game in the state of Arkansas just because they haven't had a sold-out crowd in a long time, oh, 80,000 yeah. people there. and When that place gets going, you know, it's it's tremendous. Yeah, I, I mean, because a lot of people remember we have it in actually our system sometimes yeah. when we have a comeback of you telling the call when you called Ole Miss in Arkansas in 2016, you right. feel Razorback Stadium oh, shaking yes, underneath us. Yeah, what, what was my call? I don't even recall. Yeah, it was uh, it was Arkansas Ole Miss, and you it was right. on the fourth down when Chad Kelly uh, was oh, uh, was Chad running, Kelly, and then right. he got hit by Santos Ramirez and fumbled the ball. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, but people yeah. remember your call there because you were like just saying how loud and, and oh, energetic it, going, it was. It gets going. I've I think I've had a few games. I mean, listen, I'm 50 years old now, and I've been doing this for 25 years, so I forget half the games I've called. So. <laughs> um, but I think I've had a few games up there where there were those signature moments. I'll tell you, the one year Alabama was up there at home, there there was like that moment where the game could have broke the other way. I think it was the Landon Collins interception cross field, if I recall. Where, um, But there have been so many moments um there where you can feel it under your feet and uh, that crowd makes a huge difference we'll continue our discussion with joe tessator of espn and sec network here in just a segment first i got to tell you about built bar and how you got to celebrate freedom of choice when it comes to built bar different flavors to choose from nine total and the thing is is that if you don't find a flavor that you like that's more on you because they got so many great ones to choose from coconut mint brownie strawberry cookies and cream german chocolate doesn't matter they're all amazing and they're healthy too with 17 to 18 grams of protein and calories only between 130 180 calories it makes it so easy and also you can get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry, whatever you like. If you order today, you can try out all the other different flavors. And they're also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So the best thing about it is all those things, but also the fact that you get a deal by listening to this podcast. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 
and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's right. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off at Built.com for your great Built Bars. LOCK15 at Built.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. And that's been the shame of it all, is because they haven't had anything to be excited about in quite some right. time, and and then they were, and then fans weren't allowed. So yeah, so it, it's just been tough. But but when you think about the time in Arkansas, it, like you said, the Alabama games, there are there other games and moments that stand out to you that you've been on the call for <coughs> Arkansas well, LSU game, um, uh, and a day where the weather was really off, um, and that was a thriller. And you know, listen, we we talk about the recent years of Arkansas, at, you know, and everybody in this league, unless you're Alabama, it's always down and everybody's down and out, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, Brett had Brett had good teams, good program, good years, good good wins. Um, there have been exceptional players to come through. Um, I always love my visits there. Love my visits there. Now, see, now you got me thinking about the Week Two Texas game. <laughs> now you got me thinking about that. Like yeah. that, that's a game that should be a, a, a very nice ESPN primetime game. That's a and it is. See, that, that's a game where now I've got to circle my my calendar. I, I think I'd like to be there for that Week Two game. Will you remember I said that? I, I will remember I, it because I could see that being a sneaky good game. Yeah. Like, like a the kind of game that when you reflect on when you look back at the day of college football, you say, oh. Texas Arkansas ended up being the game of the day. Yeah, I, I could see that being the game of the day. Yeah, I mean, because you got Steve Sarkeesian, new coach of Texas. Obviously, Sam Pittman still relatively new, and, and Arkansas Texas has history. Oh, of course, <laughs> I mean, it does. They, tons they, of history. Yeah, yeah, they go way, way back, and it's yeah. and it's on September 11th, which is the 20th anniversary. Right. It's just, it, yeah, the stars are aligning for that to be a great atmosphere and a great game. So I, I've lo- you need to go to that. That would be I phenomenal. Think I do. I, now you've you've talked me into it. I, you've convinced <laughs> me here. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, well, what do you just make? Uh, uh, obviously, since <coughs> we're here at SEC media days uh we know that uh, you know it's going to be a lot of bama a lot of georgia a lot of success there but what what do you just make of the sec heading into 2021 i think the west is absolutely loaded i I think when you look through the rosters i think if you were to fold the sec west into the sec east um you couldn't tell me that the teams that finish seventh or sixth in the sec west couldn't finish third in the sec east Um, i think the west is as loaded as any division has ever been um, I think it's interesting to try to assess Texas A&M and LSU and ask yourself, um, what is the gap between Alabama and those two programs? Um, I think Texas A&M is going to be very, very good. I think defensively they're going to be great. I think the offensive line, obviously Green's the best offensive lineman in, in the whole league, and then the new guys are excellent and they're going to be great. I think you know, you've got three dynamic um, playmakers at running back, slot, and sort of everywhere you want to put them on the field and then if you know they settle in at quarterback if not play both guys uh they're both talented and the defense is elite um lsu it's it's tell me who they are i know they're i know they have talent on the roster but we got to find out who they are mm-hmm. um and then in the east i think people are dismissing florida just because it's so obvious that Georgia is going to contend for a national title. Florida still has talent. In fact, there are a lot of aspects of Florida I like better this year than the team that won the SEC East last year, uh, especially defensively. And strangely, Emory Jones fits what, what Dan Mullen typically wants to be as an offense a little better. And then I think Kentucky's on the come a bit. I think Missouri's on the come a bit. And then I think you have programs that have to find their footing. 
I, I agree with you there too because I, I was looking at a team like you know A and M and you know what I like about them and why I think they could be the same with LSU. But it's like I see there's only three quarterbacks here at SEC Media Days. There are, there are only three. I've, yeah. I've been saying that all morning long from the moment we came on the air this morning. Um, it, listen, it, a lot of the quarterbacks have to prove themselves and they have to turn into something. We constantly have turnover in this sport, and we forget. If, if we look back and we say, what would we be saying about that player a year ago? You know, What would you have been saying about Mac Jones a year ago right now? What yeah. would you have been saying about Joe Burrow the year before that? We forget. There's constant turnover in college football. So I have a feeling that you'll see, listen, I think Max Johnson's going to win that LSU job. I think he could be excellent. Excellent as a second-year player. Um, I think Emory Jones is going to have a huge year. So guys that weren't starters a year ago. Uh, Connor Basilak, I think, is going to continue to develop and and look very good. Will Rogers at Mississippi State, obviously year two in that system and that offense with everybody understanding what they're doing now. You know what a Mike Leach offense typically looks like and what the numbers are. So We'll continue our discussion with Joe Tessator here in just a second. But first, got to tell you about betonline.ag and how it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline by getting all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC and MMA action. Before your next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Just don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. I, don't th- I think next year we won't be dealing with three quarterbacks at SEC Media Days. We'll deal with probably like 12. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's cool, too, that you know, since we have Media Days this year, didn't have it last year, I just think about, like, Mike, Mike Leach is here. You know, yeah, he's going to go, he'll here. go, listen, he'll be wacky, and he'll be, <laughs> he'll be exactly what you expect him to be. Oh, yeah. He'll come in here, he won't even talk about football for five straight hours. Yeah, and he'd love it, too, and that's probably yes. what he well, would prefer. That's what he plans to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear from him too, as well. So, uh, but uh, you know, just outside the SEC media days, though, what what's your summer been like? I mean, what's well, been going I'm, on? you know, I'm very busy with. Uh, obviously, I have a show on ABC, Holy Moly, uh, that I host with Rob Riggle and Steph Curry, and then I do World Championship Boxing mm-hmm. at ESPN. Um, so between my ABC duties, my boxing duties, um, there's always something. I'm, I'm on the road. I've been in Vegas a lot with championship fights. And I've been on the West Coast in L.A. a lot with the ABC show. Yeah. Um, and then college football never stops with me. Every day of my life is is talking the game, reading the game, studying the game, you know, and, and prepping. Um, it, it's my passion in life. And, uh, you know, as a family, it's been, our, you know, my son plays in the ACC and plays for Boston College. And, and so college football is, uh, is our, our daily life. Yeah. Well, what was that? You're talking about your show uh, on ABC. How's that been? Because that's uh, it's been fun. Yeah. We're in year three. Thursday nights at nine o'clock, uh, eight o'clock central on ABC. It's a lot of fun. It's comedy. You know, we're doing extreme mini golf, but with a comedic twist of Riggle and and I just, um, you know, having laughs and and busting chops. So. It's been a great departure for my career and Mm -hmm. a necessary departure because the seriousness upon which we broadcast and cover sports can be mind-numbing at times. Right. And so the ability to laugh and to have families and kids who love the show endlessly and to know that millions and millions of people tune in every week on ABC and, you know, watch on Hulu and just laugh along. Listen, we're 
well, uh, you know, if you told me we were going to be four seasons in, four years into doing extreme mini golf on ABC, I tell you, you're crazy. But here we are with what's been, uh, God bless, a hit show. Yeah, and it's really worked out for you. You mentioned Rob Riggle. I've always, of course, loved him and mm. pretty much everything he's done. What's it like yeah. working with him? He's very, very funny. He's extremely talented. He's a very generous comedian. Um, and he's, he's, boy, he, is as, he is as knowledgeable and as big a sports fan as anybody that I've worked with that doesn't work in sports. He's a Chiefs fan, right? Big He's time. a diehard yeah. Chiefs fan. And, and uh, so, which ends up, you know, Travis Kelsey's ending up on the set with us and having fun with and hanging out in the trailer. And um, he's a huge Chiefs fan. He's a huge Kansas fan. Um, he just loves sports to no end. So he's a blast. He's extremely talented. And, you know, you never stop learning. And there's a craftsmanship to everything we do. Um, so he has taught me the nuanced approach to doing buddy comedy, where he plays the funny man, I play the straight man, and how you go about it, facial expressions, timing. So I've learned a lot from him in the four years. It's been fun. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah. But I appreciate the fact that you watch the show, and I appreciate the fact that everybody does. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I'm someone who and loves sports, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I, I like the comedy element too, and, and I appreciate good comedians and whatnot. And right. you know, I actually met Rob Riggle one time at a Kansas City Chiefs game. Oh, yeah, I'm believe sure he's there. Oh, yeah, and he, there I mean, he was, he was having a ball with it too and yeah. was excited. And it's just kind of cool to see, like, you know, just like with same thing with people like you where, you know, so many people think you're a sports broadcaster and that's all you do, that's all that's part of your life, but it's like there's more elements to it there's a lot more to do with it yet you have a different side of you at, at yeah, times it's too. Been very rewarding and, and a lot of fun john and and um you know like i said all my years of doing college football and anchoring shows and boxing and monday night football it's a wonderful departure it's mm -hmm. it's just it, it's just at this phase of my career it's brought me a lot of joyfulness yeah, just a couple more for you before yeah, let you get out of here, Joe. Uh, obviously, you call all these different sporting events. Sure. You've named them all out. But about sure. college football, what is it about college football that stands out and makes you enjoy it so much? Well, because it's tribal, um, and it's the one thing that we have in American society that is as close as you can get to understanding um, European club soccer, that it's not just who you root for, it's your identity. Um, the pageantry, the tradition, the fact that when you root for your college football team and what you gravitate towards and the reason there's connectivity is far different from your fandom of other teams where you're rooting as a pro sports fan uh, for the jersey in the city. This is different. College football for most fans is because it represents them, it represents their family, it represents who they are. It is truly the most tribal of all sports in America. It's so funny everything that you put it that way. matters more. Yeah, nothing is meaningless. Every play and every game, no matter what the opponent is, it doesn't matter. Game one, game it's 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 more about your identity, and and we and we haven't watered it down. We haven't so America as a culture and as consumers. We have become a quantity culture, not a quality culture. And college football isn't that. College football are still these 12 unique Saturdays a year. If you're blessed enough to play a postseason game or even more than one, you know, so be it. But 
just the quality of everything that matters. Oh, and now I'm getting called over here. So okay, it has been a nice visit with you. Yeah, yeah. Can I get one last question? Yeah, sure. Okay, real quick. To the next Joe, one Joe Franklin's down in our studio. Yeah. Joe, what's your question for Joe? Okay, along those same lines, Joe, you've been involved in commentating a number of different sports that you sure. name there. So, what is your favorite sport, and does that differ from your favorite sport to call? Yep, my two favorite sports by far are uh, are boxing and college football, but on different ends of the spectrum. I love the anticipation of kickoff for college football and the whole week of preparation and the tailgating and the pageantry and the moment of arrival and the explosion on kickoff. And I love the finish of boxing where somebody closes the show and knocks somebody out because it takes you to a primal place that is unlike anything else we experience in sports. One man breaking another man's will. <laughs> it's perfectly put. Joe Tessator of ESPN and the SEC Network. Appreciate it, okay, Joe, be so well. much. Thank you for your visit. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Enjoyed it. Can't wait to Very hear good. your calls. Take we'll get Suey. you up to Fayetteville. There you All go. Right. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.